I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. With me, David Baddiel. Hello, and me, Tim Hinks. <laughs> Still not right. <laughs> if anything, that should be it. And me, Tim Hinks. Hello. I'll tell you something, I've never had more time to practice that and it's still not working. (laughs) still not working. I mean, obviously you say hello after you've introduced yourself, don't you? What our three or four listeners won't realise is that at the start of this podcast, Bella, our producer, says we have to clap to sync up the audio and it doesn't really work when we do that. And I think that gets us off on the... There seems to be a delay and that just gets us off on the wrong foot and I think I was thrown by that. Yes, so listeners... uh, Perhaps we should also explain, although we sort of this is obvious, but we're not in the same room, obviously. Uh, I am in my house and Tim is in his house. So it's what would you say about twelve miles away in no. London? Seven miles Isn't away? It, yeah, six or seven. Well, look, tell you what, let's be let's be honest about being middle class and fairly privileged. I'm living in Hampstead. I'm here in Hampstead. You're in Kew. In Kew, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, so, we haven't seen an avocado for weeks. Right. So my point is. You're not in Libya, you're not in the moon, and yet there appears to be a video delay. How could that be? Right. Well, we're finding this all the time, aren't we? It's not really about distance, is it? But does it matter that if you are talking to someone on the moon, is it more likely to be a delay than, than for example, within London? Is that, does that follow? I, don't, I've always, I know it's a long way. I've assumed that. I've always assumed it. I did a sketch many years ago, since I've seen it done many times since, I'm still going to claim that we were the first people to do it. My, me and Rob Newman did a sketch in which uh, a newsreader was interviewing Saddam Hussein and there was like a 20-second delay between everything that uh, Saddam Hussein said in answering. Right. Now, if if there'd been a dictator in the Isle of Man, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that sketch would have worked as well because I think people wouldn't have believed there was a delay of 20 seconds. even okay. Even back in the... 90s yeah. uh, for the dictator on the Isle of Man. But I think I'm not disputing, well, I'm not disputing anything, but I'm certainly not disputing that people think that. that and I think I think that, that if you, if, if, if you said, look, it's a long story, but basically I'm going to be on the moon for the next podcast. Yeah. I'd be thinking, Bella, do you think we can, will there be a massive delay? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I do get, but I wonder if it's true that that necessarily follows. I don't know, um, if, it, I don't know if it does, given that, um, the actual travelling <laughs> of whatever it is that travels 
What do you think it is? Soundwave? No, it's uh, not Soundwave. If it was Soundwaves and it was the moon, <laughs> there'd be a fucking mental delay. Still it's not, can't hear you, David. It's, it's not, <laughs> Shout a bit louder. It's really not Soundwaves. It's electric stuff. It's electric yeah. information. I see what you mean, the digital... Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. let's not yeah. even... It's I don't travelling... Even, I don't even know. Even though it's a, it is sound, it's not travelling at the speed of sound. When I speak to you now... Even though yeah. there is a delay, it's not travelling at the speed of sound. If I was shouting, right, and you could somehow hear me, right? So I know this doesn't quite make sense, but bear with it. Yeah, from, I think I know from, what you're getting from at. here. Mm. It would take. I, I, now I don't know the physics exactly, but I reckon it would take about forty seconds for my voice to get to you in queue. I'm guessing. Yeah, if if you could be heard, because it travels at what is the speed of sound? It's not that fast. It's about Thirty or thirty or forty miles an hour. <laughs> It's not, I think. Is it about 800 miles an hour? Something like that? I don't think it's that. I think it feels like it's thousands. Is it? Oh, God, we'll have to check this now. So this just means doing or, something on... It can't be 800... Well, I don't know, I suppose you... Well, hang on, what broke the speed of sound? Was that Concorde? Right, it's... Uh, um... Yeah, that's okay. true, actually. It's a good point. So it's... So it's okay, it's 1,225 kilometres an hour. Oh, yeah. So I, I was right, 761 yeah. miles an hour. yeah. 343 metres a second. Right, so there you have it. So how many metres would you say away from you? Well, I think I'm about nine nine kilometres from you. Okay. That's 9,000 metres. Can we do the maths on that? 9,000 metres. Well, let's say it's it's 300 metres a second. That makes it easier. Okay. Not much easier. I think it's 30 seconds to get... It would take 30 seconds, right. If you could imagine... That rather than it being obviously a sound that dies out when it hits, the, you know, the air, unlike COVID nineteen. Uh, if yeah. you imagine that my voice it's is a little, it's good your topical stuff. Yeah, is a, is a little package that comes out of my mouth, right? Yeah, and travels at the speed of sound to you. Yeah, there'd be a thirty second delay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, exactly. So clearly, clearly, what you're hearing mm. now is not travelling to you at the speed of sound. It's travelling it's to you faster at the speed of electricity. Which is pretty wow, far. How fast? How fast is electricity? Speed of light. Electricity oh, travels that... at the speed of light. Well, in does a, it? In a vacuum, it does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, in a vacuum. Q's a bit more. I know Q's a bit boring, but it's not quite that. <laughs> so the point being that there would probably be a delay to the moon if it's travelling at the speed of light. It'd be pretty imperceptible, but I think. Yeah. I think light from here to the moon, you possibly could just about make it out that there's a delay. There's three things I want to bring up in relation to this, all really? of which would, would not be brought up. Because I was thinking of en- ending this subject like no. now. Well, they're not necessarily going further, but without Brian Cox, I think it's more interesting because I think the answers to these things are not that interesting when all said and done. But yeah. one is I often look at the stars, like talking about far away, I look at the stars, which yeah. are sort of billions of light years, you know, light years away yeah and think that if someone had had the foresight to put a mirror mm. on the star yeah would you see a reflection I, for some reason in my mind i always think you'd see a reflection of henry the eighth right but do you sort of mean no would i, th- that I work? think i think a version of that but keep going yeah so that would that work is this second thing is um if you think about having a fire as if you've got any an open fire in your house or it doesn't really matter if it's open, a fire in your you I've know got, i've got a the, gas fire not, okay. like, not like an old 1960s gas fire that you see in A Taste of Honey. Uh, not like that. Right. It's a sort right. of modern gas fire that actually looks a bit like a fire. 
Okay, because uh, like the old gas fires like they have in Al's clip joint in Q, where they think I'm a cyclist. That's what yes. they have in there. Yeah, but but I, I know Al's, what Al's clip joint for anyone who doesn't remember is a hairdresser that you go into to have your hair cut, even though you don't have any hair. It's not. Yeah. I should stress a, a, a strip place because that's what they used to be it's, called as well. Soho clip not, clip joints in Soho that used to be a middle aged person's way yeah. of describing a strip club, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Unless they have really sorted out, and every time I come in, they do this incredible impression of you know, being a barber. Yeah. So if you have a fire in your house and you sit close to it, it's significantly warmer, isn't it? And if you sit sort of, let's say, at the back of the room or or, it, or even if you walk to the kitchen, say, you'd suddenly think, oh, I can't wait to be back by the fire. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, your, your <laughs> physics is, is shit hot here. Yeah. <laughs> Further away you get, wow. less less warm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's incre- it's genuinely incredible, isn't it, how hot the sun is? Yes, I do often think about it's, that. Um, yeah. And how hot. Yeah. Uh, and at what point, how close could you get to it before it would really be too hot? And you'd have to say, Yeah. You know, I like a nice hot fire and I like sunbathing, but, I, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to have to like, yeah. go further away from the fire. Yeah. Um, so, so the sun is very hot, we've established. You've established and that. Then What's the other thing we established? Oh, yeah. That the if, other you put, th- if you put a mirror. Uh, on of a, the stars, on you a star, see Henry you'd see Henry VIII. Yeah. I, I mean, think you, that... I mean, would you see Henry VIII? Well... I know uh, what you mean. Would you see it, dinosaurs? Well, possibly dinosaurs. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> the point is that the light you see from the stars is the light from them, isn't it? Yeah. It's not the light from a us. A long time. A long time no, ago. a long time ago. Yeah, some of those stars yeah. aren't even there. They're, yeah, right. You just see the light from them. So where yeah. would the mirror be? Mirror would be oh, um, on them. on the star. So you go to Alpha Centauri, right? right? And, and somehow you get there now, even though you couldn't get there for light years. Let's imagine. Yeah, let's yeah. imagine you could go there now. Yeah. Bang! Instantaneously, you. Yeah. It's probably quite hot there. I'm thinking because uh, they're, they're stars I, as well, unless they're not. They're there. suns. Yeah. Unless they're not there. <laughs> Yeah, that, let's, fingers crossed, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Well, if it wouldn't be there, where would you put the mirror? <laughs> well, just where your star used to be. I know, you it would wouldn't be see floating it, about would in space, or it would be held there by the gravitational pull of the black hole left by the star. Yeah, so I think you'd have to establish what you're a saying star is, existed. What you're saying is that the reflection of the light from the Earth to the star, to the star coming back at you would show Henry VIII. Yeah. I don't think the well, Earth gives off enough light to do that. But I can see the star at night. I can see one tonight. Yeah. I can see it glowing or whatever it's doing. Yeah. And if that, if there was, okay, so why, why wouldn't it be the case that if there was a massive mirror, it need to be at least five times the size of the star. Right. Would it? Was, well, just because you wouldn't pick it up, I don't think you'd see Henry very clearly. <laughs> you'd see loads of other people if it was five times the size of the star. I, don't, I like the idea that it'd be like, is like a, It'd be like, where's Wally? <laughs> I don't think you'd, which is an unbelievably seventies reference. I don't. Also, I realise my kids, my history is like a sort of kids' book. Like I'd see dinosaurs or Henry VIII. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cover of a of a nursery <laughs> history book with various things set out in it. But um, what it would have to be, let's be very clear about this, because before you go and yeah. do it, is it would be the um, light from the sun, yeah, hitting right. Henry, yeah, yeah, and then bouncing off Henry. He was quite a big bloke, so it might, yeah, it might right. bounce off him quite well. Yes. And then going up to Alpha Centauri, 
hitting your mirror that you've put there, coming okay. back, and by the time it's done all that, you can see it. Yeah, right. That's, that's okay. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I can't believe no one's done that. Well, I certainly tried it. Um, <laughs> there's the, So I, I do think, I often think about that, and I'd be interesting to know from our... Yeah, uh, listeners, if, if they've done it, yeah. or in which case, where should we be looking? Yeah, or what's or, the best way of going about it? Uh, I want to do it. In theory, could that happen? Let's put that out there. Could it happen? Yeah, uh, and what, then the third, I believe there was a third physics quadrant. Yeah, the third thing is is less of a physics thing, if I'm honest, but it's just sort of interested in. Yeah. When was the telephone invented? It was invented by Alexander like, Graham Bell. Why are you saying this? It was the mid nineteenth century. Oh, mid nineteenth century yes. was it? Yeah, and I suppose they started to become, you know, household, you know, sort of in the 1930s, 40s, did they were for posh people? I think earlier than and that. I think the first household telephones were around before the First World War. But, I mean, yes, only for posh people. OK, well, I suppose all I wanted to ask, and I, by the way, you don't know the answer, so... No, is, and that hasn't stopped me think... so far. <laughs> <laughs> Have a go at this. How long from the date that they were put in houses, which I know is sort of slightly, you know... They weren't all put in on the same day. No. But how long before I blame people... BT, they're rubbish. <laughs> how long before people stopped saying, we're all, bloody hell, you're not in the same room as me and we're talking and that's great, just, right. just getting on with it. Right. How, just how using it. long before people just thought of the telephone as, oh, this is just like nothing, yeah. we're just talking. This is just... It's not a miracle. Yeah. It's not a miracle anymore. It's not a miracle. It's not something I mean, that's noting. a good question. Like, the first... Uh, film ever not not ever but the, one of the first public films ever you'll know this being a man who works in showbiz was that was bit, it jurassic speed jurassic park or speed it was, it was speed I yeah think. speed apparently if you put a mirror up and on a star <laughs> it's actually speed uh no it was that film of a train arriving yeah wasn't it? and people i mean the urban myth it, but i think it's true people watching that ran away because they thought yeah. oh my god there's a train arriving yeah. i mean it's odd that they didn't think slightly weird thing about this train i mean I, I don't know if i should take the chance and not run away but a slightly weird thing is it's in black and white Whereas yeah no, when, exactly. when, I, when i see trains normally they're in color i mean as I, is the countryside yeah unless they were colorblind people all in that cinema which i don't think they were so it's odd that they that they just thought oh my god there's a train and did something wait a minute there's something about this train that makes you think it's not a train i'll tell you what what's really hard for example is not to if you put your face against a window and someone throws a tennis ball at the other side, yeah. so it's, yeah, not blinking then as a re reaction, even though you know it's not going to hit you, is impossible, right? Yes, but it is totally possible now, this is this is, comes back to your point about the phone, that if um, a, a train appeared in front of you on a screen and was shot from the point yeah. of view of the tracks, you wouldn't start running away. You wouldn't even flinch, I think, on a on a TV no, no, screen. No, it's an extreme. Whereas you probably would that... from from a, a tennis ball thrown at you uh, behind a window. Having said that, and I've mentioned <laughs> this a few times, and I still haven't seen any free stuff from them. If right. if you have an Oculus VR, if you have yeah. a virtual reality thing, right, and, and you do something like you know, for example, the other day. I went, and it's a very good thing to do in lockdown, I went to the statue of Jesus on the uh, mountain in Rio. Uh, I went there. Right, I'm with you. I went there yeah. on my Oculus uh, and brilliantly filmed by, in I think 12K by this thing called Air Pano. And it's a drone shot of Jesus. 
on, okay. on that mountain. And it is almost impossible not to feel with VR. Oh my God, I'm on top of this mountain with, yeah. G- with Jesus. I'm frightened. You know, I mean, you right, get you right. do get used to that eventually, but your first reaction and my first reaction still, if I put it on for an, another journey, is to be a bit taken aback we, by. And high, you get vertigo. Yeah, you get vertigo. You, get... you can you can feel your stomach slightly yeah. go. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You could feel a bit sick. But it's interesting, another question in this science podcast. That yeah, we're we haven't answered the together. question. We haven't answered the question, when was the first moment? Because it would have been an interesting moment, right? The first what? Just in terms of your question, what I think I'm interested in with your question about the phone is when oh, yeah. that first person, let's say 18 months after the first phones appeared in households, just yeah. phoned someone and went, hello, are you coming out yeah. tonight? And carried on talking. Did the other person eventually say, I can't believe you haven't said, isn't this amazing? Yeah, you know, right, We right. always say that. We always say how yeah. amazing it is that I can talk to you. Yeah. Did, did they, that probably went on for a bit. was people saying, I can't believe you haven't said. This is amazing. And then I think it might go quiet for a few weeks and then they start saying it again. It's yeah. like, still incredible. Yeah. You still have to pinch yourself that yeah. you're not in the same room. Yeah. Um, or even the same house. In the same ha- or even the same country. I mean, just in, I, mean, it's, I, mean, I suppose I actually probably say it now every now and again. Yeah, well, country, I think... Every Finding so- someone in Australia... Yeah, every so often... You probably... Yeah, I think it's quite an old person thing to do, but every so often... If I'm phoning somebody in America or whatever, I still have a slight sense of, isn't this amazing? Yeah. Uh, particularly on a mobile, I find. Like somehow, right. somehow I've accepted it on a landline, but feel it's slightly more incredible on a mobile. That I could well, be. Why is that? Well, so the idea what? that I could be on a bus, not now at the moment, obviously, but on a bus yeah. or just walking about outside and I could phone my brother who lives in New York seems to be slightly more incredible than the idea that I'm on a landline. I mean, can I ask you this? On a landline, are hmm. there actually, is my voice actually going on wires underneath the ocean to my brother in New York? Because I don't actually know. What? What by the way, there's a person who this podcast is meant to be about. And I think if we keep going, this might be the first time we've not mentioned him at all. I also think it's worth pointing out to listeners, just in case, 
your questions. These questions will not be answered in the next podcast either. It's not like they're no. never. Get, we're never gonna. We're never gonna answer your, them. But does your voice go under the sea? Um, yeah. Rather than rather than beamed up to space, is that what you mean? That might Could be I why go, I think it's more incredible on a mobile because I think I, in my mind's eye, and you it can might picture just, it. Well, I don't know if it's correct, but in my mind's eye, when I'm yeah. on the landline, there's a cable that takes my voice. It goes all the way under the Atlantic Ocean, and it comes up at yeah. my brother's slightly horrible apartment in Brooklyn. Right. And uh, that seems to me to be sort of less miraculous. <laughs> That it going well, up. So, but I don't think I could go to the bottom of the Atlantic. That's after travelling to the stars. This is fucking, yeah. probably quite easy to comparatively to go under the Atlantic and adjust to the pressure. So I'll go down quite slowly, um, get to the rock bed. Yeah. Or uh, drill down to using. A, I'll use a metal. Uh, well, probably a metal detector. So it'll find out where the wire is. So I'll be quite accurate. Yeah. I drill down through the rock. I find the wire. Right. I snip it. Why are you doing this? You're trying to ruin my chat with my brother. No, well, I'm. I think I'm saying I don't think this would happen. Everything I've said would happen. I'll definitely dive down. I'll right. definitely do that. I'll do that just just because I'm interested to know the answer. I snip the wire, and then I hear, "Hello, it's David here. Right. Uh, how's New York?" And then it's gone. That right. isn't. That doesn't happen, does it? It's so. You, it's not your voice. Well, it's certainly not my voice. It doesn't sound anything like me. <laughs> Terrible. It, what it was was like in the 70s or possibly early 80s when people wanted to do a sort of slightly pedo, anoraki person, it was always the same voice. Yes. Hello, it's me. Yes. And people would think that was hilarious. If I, in, yes. in the 70s, if in a sketch, if you wanted to get laughs, you basically put on an anorak, had a moustache, yes. you know, stood near either some school children or uh, making, making notes at a railway station. And went, hello, I shouldn't be here, should I? Or whatever. And you spoke like that, and that was the voice that you just... That's pretty funny. Thanks. Uh, that's the voice you just used for me. By the way, just before we go, well, I don't know if we, before we go, because we might pick up uh, after this, but this whole podcast, I should say, Tim's been in what I kind of assume might be his bedroom or maybe the spare room, I'm not sure. Uh, it's a spare room, yeah. Okay, so on one side of him is a guitar, which is great. Great, you're a musical guy. The other half, is it pyjama trousers? On the other side well, firstly, of firstly... Did you just say, like, some DJ, yeah. great, you're a musical guy? I said it ironically. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, these are um, pyjama... I mean, I, they are actually mine, although I've not been wearing them. I don't know why they're out. They're um, pyjama bottoms. Ralph Lauren pyjama bottoms. Right, OK. Uh, quite okay. nice. Uh, quite but nice. But I haven't worn them for... I wouldn't wear... I mean, well, maybe we're going... But, I, I mean, it's hot at the moment. I wouldn't wear pyjamas, would I? Would I? I don't know. Would you I mean, pajamas? the fact that they're out is slightly bothering me. Yeah, I don't know why they're out. The guitar's out because I wanted to do an experiment. I've got the guitar because, like everyone, I'm getting involved in lots of quizzes. Right. And I'm setting a quiz with uh, my brother Rob and a couple of old friends, and I'm doing the rounds. And I'm going to do one round, which is name the intro, and I'm going to do it on my guitar. Right. And and see if they can guess the songs, at song and artist. Right. Would, oh, would you, you like to... to be... You want to try out on me? Yeah. Would you like to trial run? <laughs> uh, I think you're going to get every single one. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think one thing you should remember is yeah. I know loads of stuff about music, but right. I can't remember most of it. Any, okay. Any well, more. let's see. 
Like my powers of recall are so shit now. I'll do three or four of them, and I'll try and stick to what okay. I think might. Can be I just the say, if one, one of them is by yeah. the person this podcast is meant to be about, you'll have fucked up the record well, with the record we're trying to set of not mentioning his name. Well, the funny thing is, none of them are. And Great. I noted that when I did. Great news. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> so here's number one. All right. Yeah. Should I say or should I go by the clash? Yeah, okay, good. I, I, your concentration was extraordinary because I it? think you're that? worried you're not going to... I am worried. I'm worried not... this is going to show off my cognitive decline. Okay. I'm more worried about uh, that. As an intro- Sorry, can I just say, because I feel me just doing yeah. this by itself is perhaps not, not enough. Uh, we need to provide insight and whatever. So my insight... <laughs> go on then. My slightly bleak insight is that 10 years yeah. ago, all I'd be worried about is not showing enough musical nouse in right. this quiz. Now I'm worried about... Cognitive decline. I'm worried that I'll right. basically not have the gonna... memory capacity well, to know so- to know songs that I do know. You see what I mean? Like for a second there. Well, I mean, that definitely also, I... that that took me mm. four seconds longer to get than it should have done. That's why I look like yeah, I'm frustrating. I'm playing them on an acoustic guitar, probably not very faithfully. So there's an added layer. Okay. Of complication, isn't there? Because they're not going to be remotely. I like the fact I think here... that I, I mean, can I just say I did get it slightly ruining yeah. you going dring 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 at the end of that. <laughs> didn't I? You were well, really looking forward to doing that. I don't think it's about me. Well, uh, but I was quite looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just do that okay. if you want. Just well, just... I'm going to do something more tricky, which is attempt oh, okay. the beginning of this intro, and I, this I could easily fuck up. All but right, okay. You may spot it. You ready? Yeah. I'm already feeling like I'm going to fuck it up. There's a lot of pressure. Oh, my God. I went there and used... Right, you ready? Well, that... This charming man. Yes. This this charming man. Now, that, I have an advantage because, as you may or may not know, I've probably brought this up about two years ago, I have played that with Johnny Mark. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I know you don't like me mentioning other podcasts, but on my Penguin podcast, I interviewed Johnny Mark when he brought out a biography. And at the end of it, he had brought... Well, he'd brought his guitar. And when I say his guitar, I mean the Fender Johnny Marr. Uh, there's some... I think it's a Fender Jaguar. He's had, yeah, it's a Jaguar he likes, but yeah, he's it, had one made in his name, kind yes, of thing. Yeah, they've made yeah. a specific custom guitar called the Fender, yeah. the Fender Johnny Marr, which is like a Jaguar, yeah. Uh, and uh, so he played the riff. To be honest, I wouldn't have been able to do the riff, uh, even though you just did it. And I played the chords. Amazing. Yeah, let's do it. One, okay, you're gonna two, three, That's pretty good. One of the best moments of my life, ladies and gentlemen. That is... I th- you've never told me that. That almost would be the first thing I'd tell anyone. Okay, next one. Uh, the next one uh, is also quite complicated, but I'm going to try it. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Cro- 
across the universe by the Beatles. Oh, well done. <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to read your face then, and you looked like you just someone had just completely lost their way in, in, in well, a I'll tell you like, why that, lost all I, sense of direction. I'll, I'll tell you why that was. Because uh, is that the intro to Across the Universe? Yeah, it's my attempt at the intro, yes. Because, because it's actually the middle eight, isn't it? It's yeah, Jagaru well, yeah. Deva. Yeah. Om. Yeah. And so that was what yeah. I was hearing in my head. And for yeah, a second, yeah, yeah. for a second, the reason I look so lost is I thought, "Oh my God, this is a foreign song, right? This is a song. Yeah. This, is a, this is some French or whatever Indian song. What's he done?" All right, Granddad. And then I realised it, it isn't. It's the no, the French bit. Is it French all, or is it Indian? Well, it's not really French. It's sort of Indian. Yeah, yeah. It's totally Indian. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not French it's at all. From, no, it's, it couldn't be. Well, it could be further from French, um, but yeah. it's Indian, and it's it, he wrote it. You know, when they were in Ricky. Ricky Kesh in India and meditating Richard and all Kesh. that. Uh, yeah, he went both places, I think. <laughs> Rick, not, I, think Rick, I think Ricky Kesh was just a bloke he knew <laughs> in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but, of course, Across the Universe, which has been covered, uh, I can't remember who by, um, uh, not someone we would ever mention mm. on this podcast. No, I wouldn't mention him on this podcast. No, but yeah. anyway, it's definitely been covered. It's also an interesting... I think that song is also an interesting thing about the creative process because he was deeply, deeply unhappy with that song, John Lennon, and always said that he should have insisted. I always think this is a bit like when you make TV or any, any creative endeavour. He, he never liked listening to it because in his mind he, he, he wanted the sound of um, chanting, you know, monks, Buddhist monks chanting. He wanted a thousand of them. Yeah. And uh, understandably, the George Martin said, well, maybe we'll just use a Mellotron or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, he should have insisted on it. A funnier thing, if yeah. I could be so bold, than your story about John Lennon and George Martin. Yeah. Uh, is, I have to say, I think Mulwenna claims that this was her who did this. So I'm going to just throw that out there in case it wasn't me. Right. I think it was me who did this, right? I was just thinking about the fact that I said that thing about how Ricky Kesh was a friend of John Lennon's. Yeah. And it reminded me of, I went to buy a car once. Well, when it was with me, which is why there's some argument about the providence of the joke. Um, and this actually did happen. Either way, whoever came up with the joke, it actually did happen. I'm going to say it was me for the clear of this story. The guy who owned the car was called Rick. His name was Rick, right? Right, right. And we were just looking at his car, and I sort of sat down on the drive. He had a little sort of bit raised up by his drive where you could sit down. I was looking at the car, and he uh, and Rick sat one side of me, this guy Rick, then me. And then a mate of his appeared, just appeared walking down the drive. He went, oh, hello, Amadeus. That was the name of his mate. <laughs> Amadeus came and right. sat, this is completely true, came and sat right. next to me. So I'm in the middle. And I was able then to say, hey, Rick, me, Amadeus. <laughs> right. Right. It's it, fantastic. I seem to remember he got uh, nothing. Uh, like, neither of them understood what the reference yeah. was. But a you... man called Ricks was on one side of me, and a man called Amadeus was on the other side of me, and I was able to say, Rick, me, Amadeus. I can see we're getting nothing, by the way, from Bella for this. It's a reference <laughs> to a song by a band called Falco in about 1989. I mean, it seems to me amazing that a man called Rick, with a mate called Amadeus, has never... Someone's never said, "Hey, Rick, me, Amadeus." No one's yeah. ever said that to. Or him. maybe they—that maybe that's all they heard. Maybe it's the other way around. Or maybe, maybe they just like, thought, "Why is he saying our names? Why, why? What is this? A roll call? If, What's going on?" Yeah, if you're in their world and you don't get the reference, yeah, it's a really weird then it's, thing to it's do. It's really odd 
So if me, you and Bella sat in an Uber together yeah. and I just said, David, me and Bella. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like suddenly, what are we in a children's programme? <laughs> and I think it's sufficiently on the edge of disturbing for you not to want to pick it up at all when I've said it. David, me and Bella. Yes. You'd sort of think, think I'm I was, just going to leave that. I'm going to leave that because Tim's it. gone a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's so happy to be with us, he's having to say that yeah. what's happening. And, and uh, he, uh, his way of saying what's happening is just very, very bald. Yeah, and maybe, maybe he's going to keep doing that now. And he's just going to say <laughs> yeah. what he's seeing all the time. And he's yeah. had a, yeah. So yeah. I had a similar thing. I worked, when I was about 21, I worked at the National Consumer Council. It was a sort of consumer rights thing. And I worked, this is when I left university, I worked in the bit that looked after, did stuff about food, food policy and the common agricultural policy and these sorts of things. And okay, I, it was I'm, a research I'm really thing. hoping this goes somewhere more interesting, but, I'm, you know, we'll leave no, it. That, that's actually it. That's the story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, that's a corker. <laughs> uh, but make sure you say I said that. Don't yeah. say anyone else said it. Yeah, no, I think Morwenna said it. Morwenna's going to claim that. I'm not having that. Yeah. And I would, you'd f- basically, I'd phone the main numbers in Whitehall often for the for the department I'd need. So, you know, I would often ring the Ministry of Agriculture because right. I'm asking them about food policy. And I rang the numbers, and I guess all the departments are similar. So I dial the Ministry of Agriculture, yeah. and it goes through, and a woman answers and says... Ministry of Defence. Oh. Right. And I said, oh, sorry, is that... And she said, yeah, Ministry of Defence. And I said, on my own, in the office, no one to hear it, oh, guns, not butter. Oh. And I remember being, like, genuinely impressed with myself for saying that. Yeah. Uh, And she said, probably what she said is, Ministry of Defence, again. (laughs) She She definitely didn't pick up on... Yeah. On the quote. So it, guns not buttered, got nothing. Guns not buttered, I got nothing. And I, what I actually thought was, I felt pleased. I, I felt pleased that I'd reacted quickly. You know, I didn't sort of phone her back and say, yeah. guns not buttered. It <laughs> happened in the moment. Right. I also thought, for good or for bad, and probably for good, I'll never, ever get the chance to do that again. No, it is a moment. I mean, like, that does relate really a long time afterwards to Rick Miamadeus <laughs> in that, yeah, a very specific <laughs> set of circumstances had yeah. fallen into place for you yeah. to make that reference. Are, are there any more songs or should we stop here? Well, there's loads, but uh, we, we don't necessarily need to do any more. Uh, no. You've got 100% record. Thank That's you. three out of three. It was three out of three. I think I should stop while I'm ahead, personally. Yeah, and I, also, I I, I'm slightly worried that the Stalking Time for the Moon Boys becoming just a sort of pub quiz <laughs> is like not what we want for it. Um, well, I think it's, I guess the point is it will be when people look back at the archive yeah, of, of this time, of, of this, well, of, of our podcast, because our podcast will tell, you know, the story of our relationship, but also in a way, the story of Britain. Yeah. And I think that there'll be times they look at it. And one thing they look at is, yeah, of course, they mentioned quizzes and they even did a little pub quiz <laughs> because everyone was doing that during COVID. Yes. That's why I think it's important. We, yeah. we did that. That's true. So, so basically all of Britain's present history is here, is, we, is yeah. we, we're doing it. I've never felt the need to say that, but yeah, obviously. Guns, not, guns, guns not butter. <laughs> Can I just finish by, well, yes. not, not this is a big flourish, but just saying, you and I, as you know, went on a walk yesterday. Oh God, I was going to talk about that. I forgot to mention that. So me and Tim went on for a walk, went for a walk yesterday. This may be what you were going to bring up anyway. And a rather marvellous thing happened, which was his dog, Ace, uh, a Boston Terrier, as soon as we got on to Hampstead Heath, 
get a shit. Now, that's fair enough. It's a dog. They do that. Yeah. And Tim, like a good dog owner, put it in a little plastic bag. But presently, on Hampstead Heath, or so we thought, and I told you this, there are no dog waste bins, yeah. which meant that Tim, unfortunately, had to carry a piece of shit with him yeah. over quite a long part of the walk and then put it in your pocket. We had quite a long conversation, didn't we, about shall I put this in my pocket? Yeah. And then the slight weirdness of you being a man walking around with a piece of shit in your pocket. It's, it's an interesting... It's exactly what I was going to bring up because, okay. um, I mean, we had a lovely walk. We discussed all sorts of things. But when I think about it, I think about the poo incident. Yes. And, and as you say, we saw a sign saying there are no waste bins. So yes. it wasn't just you. I mean, you were right in the sign. And when we found the bin, because there was a bin... Uh, and that was an amazing it, moment. God, when I put that bag in the bin, it was like having a poo yourself. It was so... I felt so good about depositing it in yeah, the bin. And, and, and what's weird about that, now you kind of mention, because I remember you saying that's like having a poo myself, is that I had instantly thought, I could really understand that, you know, because you were carrying around some poo, mm. and it was a relief. But it was also quite a disturbing image, because mm. when you put the poo in the waste bin, right, mm. which involves seeing the poo yeah. for a second, and then it disappearing into, into a hole, it made me think, I have seen Tim's anus. <laughs> yeah. how does that follow well because well not only have i seen your anus but in <laughs> if you follow it through as it were um, <laughs> your anus is like a big uh thick, you know like metal thing that goes flips down and, dis- and the poo disappears <laughs> beneath it and what i mean is that when you said it feels like i've done a poo myself yeah i then connected you doing a poo with the sight right. of that little right. black right. poo going yeah. away, going down into the bin. I see. And you do see it, you do see it go like a poo. Yeah. Slide down just for a second, don't you? And then yes. it disappears into, as yeah, it were, yeah. the toilet. The I toilet see what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. But, but imagine your, let's call it your bottom rather than your yeah. anus, because it's slightly less disturbing. Yeah. Your, I imagined your bottom was like that waste bin. <laughs> Um, uh, and in a way it is all our our bottoms are waste bins right but in another way it absolutely massively isn't anything (laughs) like it at all it being made out of metal and wood and being (laughs) having a little picture of a dog on it (laughs) it being used by lots of people (laughs) we don't don't know about that (laughs) people passing by on Hampstead Heath um, <laughs> yeah, who knows if your bottom is in any way like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we should stop there. Uh, I think that's very funny. We've got uh, the big science questions to yeah to the, to the bigger science questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right then. Uh, I will see you next week, is it or whatever. Uh, thank you very much. What a laugh. Thank you, listeners, and goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.